The government is to send a a clear message to retailers and supermarkets to drop food prices set against the background of spiralling inflation. Concerns over those high food prices is set to be the main topic of conversation at the Retailers Forum today. Now, what's going to happen at that forum? What's the likely outcome? Well, I'm joined by Council Advisor with the Consumers Association of Ireland, Dermot Jewell, and Independent TD for Sligo, Leitrim, North Roscommon and South Donegal, Marion Harkin. Good morning and welcome to you both. So, uh, Dermot, I'll start with you. Um, what's going to happen today? <laughs> well, if, if we look to the media, um, it's almost flagged that we're, we're not going to hear a significant amount except that there, there's an inability to reduce prices. But let's be honest, this is a, a long overdue opportunity to examine what's a serious lack of affordability of food and importantly, even the basic food basket of bread, milk, butter, tea. And what we need to have heard across the table is what is the transparency that's missing in prices? What exactly are the drivers of the prices from, if you like, the, the, the farm, if we want to take it down, or the farm gate, all the way through production, distribution, to the point where it gets to the consumer? If it's not the, the, if it's not the supermarkets who are saying that, look, we're, we're doing our best, then who is it that is maintaining a high price somewhere in the middle that can't be shifted so that it hopefully can't be? Yeah. Now, get, get uh, that how, how do you get at that? What's the missing piece of, of this jigsaw? Uh, I mean, the farmers will tell us what the co-ops pay them, for example, for their milk, and we know what we pay in the supermarket or in the local grocery shops. So where's the bit in the middle that we don't understand? The bit in the middle potentially is where where are the profit margins? And I suppose that's going to be, needs to be the, the point that's being made. What is the profit that's being taken? And how is it that it's not possible to absorb any of the, 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 the measures um, of inflation that are there until such a time as they come down? What is the problem that's stopping that? And that's... That can be presented. It may need to be presented in some form of commercially sensitive way, but it, it can be done and it needs to be done. And one of the reasons it needs to be done is that we're not really seeing competition in that market. We're seeing... Uh, 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 hang on a second, Dermot. Every yeah. Sunday in your newspapers, uh, there are often double-page spreads of ads for competing supermarkets, all offering various things. I mean, they do appear to be competing on price with each other. Then there are other supermarkets saying, we will match the prices. We have a dynamic pricing. If we see a price that's lower than us, we will match that price. It does appear on the face of it, there is competition between them. It does appear in the face of it. You're entirely right. But the problem is, that's not real and true competition. That is simply watching prices so that if, if one price drops on one product um, or two products or five products, then each will know. They watch each other closely. They'll match those prices. But the reality of life is that other products go up in price. So it's not a it's not a competitive edge. It's just a keeping the f- afloat at the same mm. level of pricing for that basket that I mentioned earlier on. And and that's the, that's the problem that we have. It's not really competitive in terms of, of, of a marketing offer. Um, and consumers have done everything they can to try to avail of whatever deals are there. And that has to bring us to the, pro- to the, the, the point of looking at loyalty discounts that are, that are provided, um, Pat. Um, loyalty discounts, what's the problem? I mean, if um, Don's give you a tenner off uh, 50 euro in your grocery basket, that seems like an offer that you couldn't or shouldn't refuse. 
I could, couldn't agree more. The only problem is, is that there are quite a number of people all around the country, Pat, who don't spend that level of money. They don't even spend the 25 euro to, in order to get, if you like, the 5 euro off. Um, and the same with very many of the other offers that are there in the bigger supermarkets. And very many people, again, are also not tech savvy. So why not, if we're going to look at real, real solutions, why not even potentially suspend the loyalty discounts for a while and just introduce a range of discounts across all of the products spread across the basket so everybody gets, gets if you like, the same And, and who's going to enforce that? Well, it's not enforcing. This is it. There's no price control, none whatsoever. This is going to have to be, again, an element of the discussion today in terms of transparency and what can be done for those people who simply cannot afford to pay for the food that they, they need. And that's the difficulty, a real difficulty, because it's life changing. Okay, Marion Harkin, what's your take on on this? Clearly, food inflation in the supermarkets and shops is higher than general inflation, and it's hard to really understand the reasons why. Well, I suppose if you're looking for reasons, Pat, just look to what the ECB said recently. They said that corporate profiteering contributed twice as much to price rises as wage increases. And they did say that price gouging was contributing to price rises because they said that some firms, at least, are using inflation as an excuse to increase their profit margins. Uh, So that's one part of the jigsaw. I mean, today the minister is meeting the retail forum, and to be fair to him, he has brought forward this meeting. But this is a consultative body. And, you know, as I said, turkeys don't vote for Christmas. So what can we expect to come from that? I mean, if we look across the EU to see what has happened in other countries, we do see that uh, France uh, have a commitment from all of their large supermarkets to bring down prices between April and June, while other countries have reverted to price caps. Now, to be fair, that's the likes of Hungary, where inflation was running at 50%, and Croatia, where it was running at 20%. But our food inflation is running at Mm. uh, 16.6%. Now, now, Marion, you you, uh, come from an area where there is a lot of uh, farming production. So uh, the idea that you have price caps on the commodities that people need, uh, you know, bread which okay maybe much of the flour used to come from elsewhere but uh, you know the the dairy products the cheeses the milks yogurts and all the rest of it um, meats um, the farmers will say if you would put a price cap on these commodities we are the ones who are going to have to take the pain yes and if you look for example Pat at uh, what um Farmers were being paid for milk. The top end of it, the very top end last summer, was around 70 cents. Now, most farmers were a bit below that. But I believe today Lakelands are offering 37 cents per litre for milk. And Chagas, their most recent cost of production, is 36 cents per litre. So that tells you the profit margin that farmers are, are, are okay, not making. But, but hang on a second. If they were producing at 36 cents... And they were getting 70 cent last year and they were making a very handy profit. Thank you very much. 
yes, but that's the... I don't actually know what the cost of production was last year, but all I can tell you is that... Well, the pro- cost of production has gone up uh, on last year based on energy uh, and so uh, on. Well, meals, uh, meal has not come back, electricity has not come back, but fertiliser certainly has come back. We're still higher than the UK, but it, it has come back. And, Pat, for anybody involved in the dairy business, you'll know that it's... it's uh, it's basically mm. up and down when prices are concerned. Okay. Now, we often see instances where farmers, their cost of production is higher than what they're getting for their product. Okay. That's the way that business but is. Mar- but Marion, explain to me, um, and Der- Derek has, uh, Dermot rather, has made reference to this, the lack of a real competition in the market. I mean, when you have the big ones like the Musgrave uh, Group and Dunn's and Tesco's and they're all, uh, you know, ploughing their own furrow, competing with the each other in the Sunday newspapers and so on. But then we had a few years back the arrival of the two uh, German giants, uh, the Aldi and Lidl. Um, and you'd imagine, therefore, with their arrival, uh, and they are spread all over the country and they're getting a huge chunk of market share, they want to build market share. They will compete, compete aggressively on price. So how, how are you suggesting there's some sort of a, a loose cartel where everyone kind of has agree, an agreement, a tacit or otherwise, that this is what the market will bear. What I'm saying, Pat, is that the dominant players in the markets, those with the buying power, are in a position where we do not have transparency around uh, prices. I mean, we have at the moment a piece of legislation in the Dáil. It's passed through the Dáil. It's going to the Shannon on a food regulator in the the agri-food supply chain. And in my view, uh, that food regulator should have, but doesn't have, the power to require processors in particular what they're being paid by the retailers. We know what farmers are being paid and we know what consumers are paying, but there's a big gap in the middle and, and we need to know where those profit margins are going. That level of transparency isn't there. And as I said, if you go back to what the ECB said, they're talking about price gouging. Now, the ECB is a pretty conservative organization. They won't talk about it unless it's happening. And it's, it's not that the food regulator can... Uh, introduce a price cap but but what we could know is where the profits are in the food supply chain and then that would give government a solid basis for action that would mean that the minister going into the retail forum today would be in a strong position to make a case to the uh, supermarkets, the processors, others. Yeah, but, uh, but in terms of the minister's power to do anything, he can make a case, uh, but this is a, a, a forum for discussion. Uh, they can make all the pledges they like, and maybe in the short term, maybe a few prices will drop. But at the end of the day, unless the minister has transparency as to the profits, and I don't know where, uh, Lidl and Aldi declared their profits. Tesco don't uh, separately report uh, their profits from their Irish operation. I'm not sure uh, about Dunn's and super value the Musgrave Group um, I'm not sure you're going to get transparency and when you start looking at chains of supply when you um, for example select a mobile phone supplier I'm not sure you're going to find out how much Apple pay China for the, but, the Pat, phone but and I would say- 
yeah. What I would say is this. If you have transparency along the food supply chain, then when the minister, you know, goes into this meeting, and this, this transparency is not just for the minister, it's for ordinary consumers, people know what's going on. It puts him or her in a much stronger position to say to those in that food supply chain, where we have powers, we're not using them at the moment, but we can use them. We can uh, look at price caps and perhaps other actions we can take. It's not that transparency in itself will change things overnight, but it's like a catalyst for change. And that's what okay, we so, need so you wave, wave a big stick, demonstrate that you have a big stick. However, I'd have to say to you that you might have supply problems on the shelves. Much of what we see in our supermarket shelves does not originate in Ireland. It originates from elsewhere. We put price caps on and the, these particular commodities will go somewhere else where they can make more money. Yes, um, that is an issue that the Minister would have to consider in any decisions he was taking. But what I'm saying, Pat, is that when you're taking a decision, if you have all the bits and pieces of information, you know, what's coming from abroad, what's produced here, uh, what the margins are, what the profits are, who's making the the, the, uh, huge profits. And again, I come back to the ECB because, above all, I mean, a conservative organization talking about price Mm. gouging means it is happening. That then gives the minister the information and he or she can then use certain tools to try and... Because this comes back to protecting our consumers, the people who are calling me, who are emailing me, and especially people on fixed low incomes, people with disabilities, for example, whose, whose cost of living is much higher than the, the average cost of living. Uh, those people uh, need to have faith that and belief that their minister, whoever it is, has some power to try and protect them when we're looking at food inflation okay. at, at running at 16.6%. I mean, it's madness for some right. people. Marion, thank you very much for joining us. Marion Harkin, Independent DD for Sligo Leitrim, North Ross Common and South Donegal. And before that, Dermot Jewell, Council Advisor with the Consumers Association of Ireland. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.